Good morning, pilgrims and travelers. Ooh, we did nice now. On a funny path of life. Uh, just checked outside. The sun is out. And it actually... Hold on a second. I'm getting my, uh, my fool's hat on. Because <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be taking a detour to go to the groceries. Uh, let me see here. I think everything is kosher. Actually, yeah, I'm looking at my beautiful uh, breakfast that I just made. I have uh, rice that's going to be... I forgot to soak it last night, so I soaked it this morning early. But uh, I'm going to be doing some quinoa anyway, which I meant to do yesterday, but... Um, yeah, it just... I, I had enough rice. I used to be eating those kind of two, almost kind of two dishes of rice and lentils, and uh, I don't think I'm eating quite as much now. So, though I do love, you know, uh, I love those things that I'm doing. And uh, I think one of the thing, I don't have to think about that actually, because, oh, shit, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Nutella, you know, which is that uh, hazelnut uh, oil <laughs> uh, sugar paste, basically. Okay, shit. Let me see here. I'm uh, all the scraps of food. I'm kind of uh, putting those in. Uh, here we go. I got those uh, cheapy plastic bags where some produce get put in, and uh, I put just all the food instead of putting it in the trash, and then I just scatter it different places. I have trouble throwing that away, basically. And I have to say, why? Well, why not? Uh, I'm thinking of the trash. And of course, some of it is debatable because, I mean, you could be recycling everything and, well, if the stuff doesn't get recycled actually at the end or, or whatever they're doing, you know, it's still in a way trash. But short of, you know, that kind of vote of confidence in terms of the system to do what I think it says or what I understand it to say, uh, what I choose to believe, which is, okay, I will, uh, you know, recycle everything that can be recycled. And then uh, when that's said and done, you know, then, of course, scraps of food, because I do, you know, when you use produce, fresh produce, you generate quite a bit of uh, compost in that way. And, uh, well, well, I don't know what she's doing in Sevilla, because I kind of started a compost program for her there. But, uh, but I, last time I checked with her, she's saying she... She was uh, keeping it going, so, you know, maybe, but it doesn't matter. But anyway, I was doing it there. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, in the corner of the house, it's kind of in the shade, which is actually a good place for compost. And uh, I would kind of blend it and then uh, with a bunch of leaves and stuff from uh, mowing the grass. So you have this pile of things, and then each time I would scatter the... Uh, oh, wow. What a change in weather from this morning. Um, then I would cover it up to prevent things from like uh, flies and other things to put the larva on. Anywho. So, I guess to finish my thought here, if you let me, Anthony, thank you. Uh, basically, I will not generate one bag of trash. And right now I have those two styrofoam trays where the mushrooms come in, you know. Actually, the nice thing is, uh, now India, the oyster mushroom, which I really like, 
they come in a plastic, they don't come in a styrofoam. So you don't have too many things nowadays, you know, in styrofoam. So so basically I yeah, I will not even generate a bag of trash uh, more than likely for the all those months that I will spend here because I recycle everything. It's just something that yeah, it's just second nature by now for me. Anywho, so it's a little bit before noon. I was kind of a little longer here doing my uh, definitely spend. I must have spent at least three hours um, this morning with the languages. I kind of started to bump my alarm, so I get myself at 4.50 now. So I'm going to kind of see how it goes. I'm going to see how my energy is, but uh, I'd like to push that a little bit. Why not? Try and see. Go toward 4 o'clock. And then I haven't done the... I haven't done the mopping yet, actually. I've done all the cooking stuff that I was planning on doing. And, uh, well, with that kind of weather, my goodness, that basically tells me, I don't know, I'm actually going to hold on, or maybe running. I think the body is kind of uh, telling me to chill. So I think I'm going to do that today. And uh, I may, I'll enjoy the chair, going by the library to enjoy the Wi-Fi, and then just... Uh, just create that uh, non-picture a cooking book so that will be done and then on monday basically i will uh, send it to uh, isabel anyway so we'll do that we'll do that let me see if there's anything else i like to oh wow this is gorgeous now i think we're getting close to the zero degree in the morning so it's pretty chilly so <laughs> you know i've not I'm procrastinating. Well, I'm not sure if it's even procrastinating. I'm just rearranging my time, you know. And when the library is, of course, open, I will uh, I will have no problem get out of the house sooner. But uh, well, unless, you know, even if I was to do my backpacking, like yesterday, I did about two hours, you know. I put uh, I didn't put a little more than half of what I had before when the pack was really loaded. And I kind of want to start with that. Uh, it's kind of tricky. I don't want to get the hiking sticks, but mm, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, a tough one to justify not having those. Anywho, we'll see. But I would have no problem to start early. I mean, it'd be cold like yesterday when I knew when I got into that canyon, <laughs> you know, but uh, it was fine, you know, as long as I'm moving around. So... The running is kind of uh, vacillating a little bit, so we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. Anywho, so yeah, I'm rearranging a little bit and, you know, taking my sweet times to do those things. So, but I made a beautiful uh, dish of lentils yesterday. Got this beautiful breakfast again this morning, you know. And uh, I did, though, get annoyed as I was cutting the pears on three occasions, two small cubes and then a half a pair fell and it just should not have happened. And I really mean that in, uh, in the most humbling kind of way. In the most humble, humble, humbling kind of way, I guess. Uh, because I do really believe that if one is present in what one does, the likelihood of something going awry is unlikely and that's just me catching myself like sometimes I 
I'm putting something and I'm already turning around. I'm not looking anymore as, at where I'm putting it. Like I know where it's going. So I don't need to give any more attention. And that's starting to bother me more and more because I'm like, how am I justifying that? Is that really better? Is if I take the totality of that experience, the way that I did it, is it, was that really the best use of my time? Did I do it the best way that I could? And uh, yeah, I don't quite see it. Not now, you know, not where I am. You know, it's one thing, you know, when I was in a restaurant where you have all those things that you have going on at once, then yeah, you're juggling. That's a dance. Like a lot of jobs, you know, you, you manage different things at the same time. But I am not in that position right now. So if I cannot discern the proper use at the proper time, then I don't have good mastery. My skills are not honed. And it is, to me, it was frustrating this morning about the pears, you know. That was one of the things about one time I put something and it ended up falling, basically, uh, from the shelf, you know, because it wasn't properly. And in all fairness, you know, 99% of the time, it is always going, it's always going to land where I intended it to. But that's not the point. The point is, there is a way that I believe in which, if I was performing at that level, which I don't believe is unrealistic, uh, then it would be, those things just would not happen. They would not be part of the discussion. That I do believe. And I do want that. You know, if I am, if I am able to, if the situation allow for that possibility, you know, if it's feasible, if it's pragmatic, you know, because each situation is going to be different, then why not? Why not really giving it your all to putting that jar on that shelf or cutting that fruit? Because those things to fall down, then it just meant that I misjudged some things and I misjudged them because I was not fully present. So I was being sloppy. And, yeah, I was annoyed. That was annoying to me. I was like, what the heck is this? It feels like a car coming behind me. Anywho, so I'm going to take a detour this morning. I'm going to go to the Dia. So I think I'm kind of going in a way that I'm not going to be doing. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Yeah, we're not. All right, all right, the face recognition, here we go. The face recognition, let me, yeah, let me get you. Hang in there, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna take a detour, go by the olive trees. It's kind of a nice little walk here, and then look back in toward Hamilena. That I've never done quite that before, because that's a heck of a detour. <laughs> Goodbye, just pass by. Right, having fun. Yeah, I can't imagine what it makes me think of Anthony, my nephew. He had like a, a dirt bike when he was younger, too. Uh, I think I would have liked that as a kid. I think it's dangerous. My goodness, yeah. But yeah, I think I would have liked that. Anywho. So, that's kind of uh, wrapping, up, wrapping up a little bit about this morning. 
So easy schmeasy day. And then uh, I was thinking about church. And I kind of brought different angles. I've come from different angles. But this one possibly, I'm not sure. Possibly could be another one. So there I was, you know, and then basically by now, I'm always shooting for the front pews. I'm a little self-conscious, you know, a couple of things. I mean, one, basically, obviously, you know, when you go through a crowd, you're more likely to draw, you know, people's attention, you know. Les va más a llamar a la atención a los demás. Les vas mar más llamar la atención a los demás. Mm, I'm not sure I'm building it properly. Llamar la atención is kind of calling attention. It's like, you know, oh, people see you and are aware of you. Llamar la atención de alguien. And, uh, but then I'm like, I don't like to be in the back anymore because, you know, a lot of people are talking actually in church. So that's something that in front of me is going to be a little bit more distracting. It's going to be trickier. And, you know, and it's like, I just don't want to, to be mindful, if I can help in my social engineering design to be in a setting to where I have the least amount of distraction, then I'm like, that's what I want. So I'm one of the last one to arrive, you know, because they do the kind of the rosary, but it's like, I don't know, I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like that part so for whatever reason. Anyway, so I basically will not arrive more than likely before five minutes until Mass. And then basically I'll just whoop home to the front and look for a place. And uh, most of the time now, unless sometimes they are reserved, they will reserve the pew for whatever group of youngsters or whatever, families, whatever whatever the case may be. People may be celebrating something. And so I was at the front. I do my uh, Our Father in three languages. I still don't have the Spanish all the way down, but I'm saying it's smoother and smoother now each time. Uh, I'm making an effort in my practice. I really want to to pronounce it well. So, and but that's not what I want to talk about. So I'm kind of giving a little context, you know, here about yesterday going to church, a little bit of the detail about, you know, the crowd. And to be honest, I don't want anything to do with the crowd. You know, when I go to church, I'm glad to be with them. You know, but I have no interest in socializing at all. I mean, uh, an absoluto at all, which is very interesting because absoluto is absolute, right? In English, you're thinking, but an absoluto means at all, means negatively at all. You know, I don't like you at all. <laughs> an absoluto. That's a strong statement. And so I am in there and I feel a certain solemnity. I think that's, I can say that solemnity or solemn. Yeah, I think solemnity. Sounds right, solemnity. And the moment, I don't know, I, I find myself in this kind of quiet place, kind of serious, kind of, uh, you know, yeah, my, my thoughts, you know, move around, but I guess not quite as much as, for instance, when I'm doing my yoga or my meditation in the morning, you know, and I have no excuse there, right? Because... There are no distraction, you know. I'll hear the the hourly bell, you know, the ringing of the bell in the church from a distance. I can hear it from the house, but that's it. There are no dogs barking, no chicken. It's very, very quiet. 
you know, of course, even more so, you know, at uh, when I get up at uh, f- five in the morning. And so I'm in that place and I'm kind of like, what an interesting place to be. The quality feels different, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, on one hand, you know, my reason, the Ant- Anthony's, uh, Anthony's reason is very clear. The, the dogmatic angle, the idea of any religion, make no sense. And there is no way, you, I, I could not mount any argument for it. It just it doesn't make any sense rationally. So I understand why the rationalist or the atheist or whatever you want to call them, you know, it doesn't matter. It's never going to work because the point of reference is reason. And when it comes to reason, you just can't make a case for religion. It doesn't work. It's paradoxical in that way. It just is not going to fit in that box. And so I know for me, you know, there are many things on the rational level when I'm when I'm a reasonable human being, yeah, when I reason, that they just don't add up and they more than likely never will. But then I'm thinking, then why am I here? Well, the answer is actually quite simple because I'm not just reasoning. That, you know, when my life is out, what I've been living, there has been a shift from somebody who relies exclusively, who lives exclusively by reason, by logic, by making sense, you know, this independence, you know, my rationality and the common sense, whatever you want to call it, which is not even true anyway. Ultimately, it's still subjective, but you could say that it is closer to something empirical. You know, you could most likely have productive discussion about that about those beliefs based in that so-called quote-unquote reason, to be fair. But, you know, I've come to a place in my life to where I realize reason is not going to get me far enough. It's, it has a disappointing performance. And I'm like, I want something else. So I've been playing at the, uh, in the field of the Lords or whatever it's called, that movie. <laughs> I play in the fields. I play in the fields of the Lord. I think that's the name of the movie, and uh, it's about the war in Cambodia. I think or Vietnam. I forgot. Uh, I think it's about the Khmer, the Red Khmer, Khmer Rouge. Anywho, and so wondering is like, could that be a possibility at one point that whatever that part is, that non-rational part, could override? could become more relevant than uh, than the other one, the one that's been established here for so long. You know, and it's very, very interesting proposition. Makes me think of that movie by, uh, oh my goodness, uh, Sodenberg, I think. Is that his name, Sodenberg? Sounds right, the guy that's kind of surreal movie. And there's one, I think that his, was this guy, this small growth on the side of his neck. And it becomes this little voice and eventually takes over and it becomes the main identity. And being like, who knows what's possible? You know, I keep wondering, you know, about life is like, have I really experienced the bulk of what I'm going to experience in terms of who I know myself to be, what I can expect, you know, what create that's those kind of boundaries? Have I have they been pushed as far as they can be pushed in my life? And of course, I'm not convinced of that. 
I'm not even sure if I'll ever will be, but that doesn't matter because it'll be what it'll be, <laughs> you know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I am. I am open to that. You know, I'm, it's kind of interesting, the creed, you know, the Catholic creed. I held back for so long on that. Because, of course, it makes no sense. I don't believe in one way. I don't believe one way is better. You know, the this... Jesus, I mean, a lot of things, that I just don't believe in it, I, you know. I, I could never be in that place where somebody said, do you believe that? And I was like, no, I don't. If I have to speak from a reasonable one, from a reasonable perspective. But could there come a point to where my faith, so whatever that encompass, I couldn't say. But, you know, those things more abstract that are not defined as neatly by reason, you know, that are hard to express that you can't debate upon, more than likely, or unless the people have a similar frequency, call it like spiritual frequency, I guess, you know, unless they can really sympathize, meaning they have had both a very similar experience. And, uh, and I don't know, you know, but I'm realizing I'm going to church for a different reason than when I started in uh, what, 2014. Uh, <laughs> that's actually really when my my Catholic journey started, you know, when I had this weird conversion. And so, those are, I don't know if you heard them, there were four uh, mountain bikes, whizzing by. Oh, there's the fifth one. Looks like some teenage guys. So, I wonder... But I'm like, I can feel this quality when I'm going there. It's something different. You know, like when I'm eating, well, I was hungry, so I feel satiated. Or when I want to work out, you know, I work out and I have that kind of product to show for whatever I do, cleaning, doing languages, working on the book, whatever, watching something, even, you know, even entertainment. Um, but there's like, I'm not able to quantify there's a quality, so I, I can qualify the experience because there is a sense of well-being, a sense of being. I'm not sure what what adjective to put there. I don't know how to, I don't know how to phrase it. But I feel the quality of what I feel is interesting. And of course, uh, yeah, and I don't want to get lost in trying to label it, and I don't even think it it is necessary to be able to express the bulk of it, you know, the general idea of uh, something that feels meaningful. Here we go. And, uh, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be, here is the interesting part, possibly, because I could be full of shit, you know, some of it, you know, you hear a lot of things and eventually you want to believe, you want to appropriate some of somebody else's ideas and something happens to you that looks like it, and you easily want to jump on a bandwagon. But, you know, that's of different quality. That, is not, that would not be as ego-based as a lot of what I know myself to be. And to me, that's, that's exciting. Because, you know, because I don't really care. I mean, I think I care less and less. I, I, I don't think I can say I don't really care because that's more than likely not true. But I don't really care about the credit, you know. Uh, I am becoming less and less interested about whether I'm cleaning the shitter or whether I'm on the stage being the MC of the evening, you know, or the main speaker. You know, I don't, 
the glory, the the credits, I, I don't really care that. I am more interested in, in terms of the quality of my being. And uh, I think I'm okay here to pee. I'm not really off of the road, but I think I'm okay. Yes, I am among my buddies, olive trees, among the ants eh, from the Lord of the Rings. So that part to me is interesting. It is a surprise because, again, when I started in 2014, you know, when I read uh, Thomas Merton, uh, The Seven Story Mountain and New Seeds of Contemplation, which is my favorite book. I'm actually not a big fan of The Seven Story Mountain, but it's basically the story of his conversion and how he felt compelled. You know, this vocation, the idea of a vocation, of a calling that he's calling, basically, and it was irresistible. And so something happened when I read him, and then, you know, I was going to join the monastery. I talked about all of that and with Glenda. <laughs> and uh, and so then, <laughs> as I talked to the monastery in uh, uh, Getsemani in Kentucky, near Kentucky, in uh, Kentucky, well, in the state of Kentucky, yeah. I think it was near, uh, I forgot the name of the town, Louisville. I think it's near Louisville, the, that monastery. And... Uh, Basically, I don't go to, to I'm, I'm not confirmed, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm baptized, but I'm not, com I haven't had confirmation as a Catholic, and I don't go to Mass, and I haven't gone for, well, shit, for as long as I can remember, I'm here and there, a handful in my life, but very, very few, and so, kind of started this path, you know, and into the, the, the adult confirmation, ACT, I think, no, I forgot what it's called. Uh, adult confirmation. There's a name for it as an acronym, but basically in the Catholic Church, you know, it takes about uh, almost a year, and then you have a weekly deal, and then you go, and then you have discussion. People come and, you know, talk, and then you basically learn about it. You do a couple of uh, day-long uh, weekend retreat, and then in the end, you become basically welcomed into the Catholic family. And so I did all that. Was actually pretty psyched. Love going to mass and all of that. But uh, I think there was maybe an expectation there. You know, I was waiting. For, there was something that was expected. And then this one is just not the same at all. It is so important how I feel at any given point, you know, because the challenge of being in a place, having an amazing experience of meeting people and really getting along well, llevarse bien con ellos, getting along well with them, whatever it is, then we kind of want to repeat it. And sometimes what's happening is that relationship, that story, more than likely is coming to an end. Maybe you had a couple of uh, get together, but that's it. And sometimes we just don't see, we don't want to look at the writing on the wall. So we ignore some signs because we are so focused on getting that fix. You know, like my buddy with his girl and about those amazing experiences he had and therefore, that's what's most important, what I felt, not what I'm feeling. And uh, I'm going to go make sure here that I'm not... Uh, oh, no, no, I got time. I got time. It's only 20, 20 minutes here. And so, you know, I'm sure there were things happening. I mean, before eventually my splitting up, like it was in, what, 2017, if I'm not mistaken, after coming back from the Tree of Life that... Uh, raw vegan place in Patagonia, uh, Arizona, I went to that uh, 
<laughs> what the name, that monastery, which is the same same order as the one I went to in France, uh, Prémonté, Prémonté, Brother Prémonté, Frère Prémonté, and uh, and so then I completely cut off. It just stopped. The whole thing stopped making sense. And it was just at one point it was just overwhelmingly clear, and I just so it was like I just moved on, moved on from there, and then left everything because it just didn't make any sense. And uh, you know the way I mean I've talked about meeting the Mexican organist and then uh, and then being kind of somehow reintroduced, and by my own volition, you know it was not uh, opportunities arise, but in the end it was like to make choices. So. And I knew that even when I did it, it was like yeah. I'll go with him if he invites me. And so this is different now. You know, this is not. I don't. Yeah, I'm not expecting. I'm not waiting for anything. You know, I mean, I don't believe in a doctrine, so it is not rational in that way. There is nothing. My rational backbone has nothing to do with it. But yet, you know, what I cannot ignore, the sense of how I feel when I'm there. I don't see it spreading, you know, overflowing when I leave there. But the quality of it is very interesting. And it, it feels tasty so far. It feels tasty. So I'm, I'm curious. You know, I'm curious. I also like the priest, you know, I like the way he takes his time to do those things. Compared to the one in uh, Valencina, though I felt, you know, the last few times I was there, I was able to keep up a little better. I mean, I, I, know, I knew some of it had to do with me, but still, I mean, it's the guy was, the guy goes pretty fast. And him, there is, I like, there is sequential space, there are transitional spaces to where to give time to go from one part of the liturgy to the other part, you don't just segue right away. You just give a little space to mark the tone. So, uh, so I like that. And you know, I'm, I've, uh, I mean, for a while I kind of get tired of the whole church things. But you know, I mean, this it's not like a 14th, 12th century church. But of course, obviously, you know, we're in Europe. And my guess, it's got to be at least two to three hundred years old. I would say, eighteen or nineteenth century is when that uh, that daddy would be before. Not that I know anything about architecture, but for whatever reason, I am I feel confident enough to state to blur that one. That uh, I don't think it's more than uh, than three hundred years old. Anyhow, but you know, it's tall. It's this kind of tall building. You know the. The Spanish are very dramatic, so it has a, a lot of uh, visual effect, a lot of visual cues. Anyhow, but you know, it's a kind of a nice place. It's basically, yeah, the nicest building of the the town. You know, now of course when you go to big cities or whatever, that's kind of changing. You know, sometimes the churches don't. Uh, some of the new things coming up, the energy, the money, the power is not. You know, in those institutions. So, but still, then you have the historical feel inside of it. They are saying that you just—I mean, you could not reproduce them even if you wanted to. 
And still, you know, in, even in a big city, some of those buildings, they are ridiculous. So what it would require for them to be able to be, to have something to compete with them is almost unthinkable. So there's something about that too, which that has been rekindled, to be able to share that space with people in that uh, traditional ceremony. So that was one thing. That was the one thing actually I thought of. Maybe that was last night when I went to bed that uh, I was going to want to share this interesting feeling, sensation inside. It's kind of in my belly, I guess. Not even sure. Anyhow. So, so we're wrapping around now. So we're basically seeing the Hanilena sign in white. And uh, we're going to go that way toward Dia. I got four things to get. I got voy a comprar chocolate, uh, pasta de dientes, remolacha, y fruta. Uh, and then the market's not open today. I knew that Paco had told me it wasn't going to open for one day. <laughs> so it was going to basically because of a uh, um, wise king. The wise king? I think that's what they call in English, yeah? Los Reyes Magos. El Día de los Reyes Magos, which is a day off. So it was going to basically... El Ibasel El Puente. It was going to basically have a long weekend. Anyhow. Oh, I'm smelling El Guri. El Curi. Tapas. Variedas. So, no. I think that's what it says. Tapas are like a, a Miss Bush or like a smaller sample size. Anyway, but I think that's about it. So, wow, this is amazing. This morning was overcast. You could tell it felt very cold. And uh, but now it's going to be amazing, and I will definitely be able to to go to the library with my beach chair and. Uh, and enjoy the Wi-Fi. Though I don't need too much of it. Actually, yeah. Actually, I'll finish on that thought. Interesting. I was actually thinking, you know, the yesterday, I took my chair in the afternoon. I was sweeping the driveway. So I'm almost actually kind of done, which felt good about that. I have almost nothing left to clean up. And, uh, and I was like, well, it's okay. You know, it's still light. And let me go to the library. I mean, I know it's going to get cold pretty quick when the sun starts to go behind the, the mountain. But uh, anyway, so I took my chair and then, you know, and know that I really need to, you know, have uh, the plan that I got as a big data. So I have plenty, of, you know, I can afford, I can afford to get actually a 50 gig monthly plan, which would be more than what I need. Uh, not if I had no Wi-Fi access at all. Like to download the movies, ah, that's debatable because we're looking at what five between four and six hundred megabytes for movie. So, but regardless, I could easily get a plan, I can afford it. But having the Wi Fi at the library, uh, the main thing that I use my data for now is basically I like to, watch, to listen to my guy teaching the Japanese in. Uh, 
in the morning when I'm doing something in the kitchen. So even though now it's getting a little tricky because it's going to informal Japanese and the da, the ta, the kata, the no, the use of the no, and then anyway, so there's a lot of new ideas and I can tell it is getting a little easier, but I mean it's I'm a long way from home when it comes to Japanese. But the point is, you know, so there I was yesterday with my chaise longue and then heading to uh to go by the closed library to go to enjoy the Wi-Fi. And so I was like, well, you know, every day that inconvenience, little inconvenience, forces you know, to do something different. And I'm like, yeah, there's, I can see the value in that, you know, of making one, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge. It requires a little effort. And uh, of course, my life is more than likely not typical in that I have so much time, you know, on my hand. I mean, I am filling it up pretty good most of the time, but it's it's all like my playground. And uh, and sometimes, you know, you could, you can start to asphyxiate a little bit in that bubble. So the idea of, you know, the not having Wi-Fi at the house, but having it in the library, and in all fairness, I mean, it's what, maybe five, maybe, maybe five minute walk. It's so close to the house that it's really barely any convenience. So, anyhow, so I will definitely, uh, okay, let me think here. I'm trying to, some of the cities a lot in Spain, you know, you can't trust like the, a square kind of design, meaning that you go make a left, you make a right, you make a right, or you go straight, and you can make a rectangle by several blocks. It doesn't work that way. But I think this is, uh, yeah, I think this is okay. Anywho, so I will more than likely do that. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, I'm pretty much, pretty much, I see why I am. So, because it's such a beautiful day. I'm going to try to enjoy that. Even uh, a few days ago, I took a nap outside and I had to bring my sleeping bag because it was too cold to stay, but the wind wasn't blowing like crazy. It wasn't too cold. It was just kind of like cool, you know. Well, maybe cool, chilly, but it was just wonderful. I got a couple of pillows, one to put between my knees, and then I went on a swing set with my sleeping bag and tucked myself. And then... Uh, with the background noise of the town. I guess I would say sound in this case, not noise, because they were welcome. They were welcomed. They were welcome. The traffic and people chainsaw or whatever they're doing in the in the fields of uh, olive trees. And uh, so it's, you know, kind of one of the nice treats about being where I am, you know, here you are in winter. The weather can be tough. Oh, there's the, uh, but I mean, when you have that kind of sun and that kind of light and, you know, if you don't have crazy wind, it's just lay layered up a little bit. It's just wonderful. It's very, very pleasant. So I will enjoy that. Anyway, guys, I think that's it for now. So on that note, 
I think I will let you go. I just thought of something, but I'm not going to add any more. Plenty for today. So thank you for your willing ears. Wish you a beautiful Saturday, wherever you are. And uh, talk to you later. Stars shining bright above you Night breezes seem to whisper I love you Birds singing in a sycamore tree Dream a little dream of me Say night to night and kiss me Just hold me tight and tell me you'll miss me While I'm alone and blue as can be Behind you, but in your dreams, whatever they be.